This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 34 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Pat. And I'm Andy. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. Episode 34. Here we are. Here we are. My goodness. It's late. Late for us. It's late for us. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we get together to record these, we, we don't always do them one at a time. Sometimes we just try to crank them out. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yep. Because it only, is hard to get the three of us together. It is hard. Not only is it late, but, you know, we're recording at Studio Del Myers and, and we're, you know, sitting right next to a Big window that overlooks the black abyss of the woods behind my house. Yeah, so that's good too. Could, it's pretty creepy back there. Mothman may or may not be out there. Yes, that probably is. Probably is. So with that, we just you know we got together. We got our juices flowing. We're we're getting things going. Yeah, but first we need to wrap up Paranormal Power Slam 2019. Oh. Welcome to the semifinals of Paranormal Power Slam 2019. Only four contenders remain. This match features the Gargantuan versus the Ghoulish. Hailing from the Pacific Northwest and standing eight feet tall, we have the undefeated king of the forest, Bigfoot. Our other contender can walk through walls and travel between realities. Who would win in a showdown between a ghost and a Sasquatch? All right, ladies and gentlemen. First matchup of the semifinals of this glorious, glorious tournament. Yes. This has been fun. This has been an absolute blast. It's been fun seeing people's interactions. Yeah, you know, and it's just kind of fun to have you know take this and kind of run with it and have a good time. We had four uh, monsters and cryptids left. The first matchup was Mr. Sasquatch versus a ghost. This was a tight one. Ghost won, but just barely. Fifty-three percent voted that a ghost would win the fight. Forty-seven percent said a Sasquatch was stronger. But you just have the ethereal nature. I know. How are you going to hurt a ghost? I know. <laughs> I I really felt like Sasquatch was going to pull this one off. And in my brain, it was going to be like, you know what? If, you, if Sasquatch does have some some like spiritual qualities to him, you know, like, you know, that that's the yeah. whole idea. Yeah. That he could at least summon up some ancient magics and be like, ooh, you know, put him into like a tree and then break it down or, <laughs> you know, you know. Send his soul into a rock and then just hurl it into space. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of the, you know, Native American lore and legend almost put Sasquatch in the spiritual realms of almost like shapeshifter kind of category. But I I thought for sure, I mean, okay, in our title, Paranormal Dads, you know, you think paranormal, the first thing you think of is ghosts. But on our logo, there's a Bigfoot for crying out loud. Right. And we do have a strong Bigfoot following in our, our fan base. Yes. No. So I, I was, you know, kind of looking at this, too, like, OK, what do people what are people more interested in, ghosts or Bigfoot? And uh, apparently it's it's ghosts with our with with our listeners, at yeah. least the ones that voted, which should make them excited for our, our, our upcoming ghost hunt. 
yeah on september 7th stay tuned for details yeah. <laughs> stay tuned for details but uh I, I don't know i think we had some um maybe city slickers voting on this one because the reality is you can encounter a ghost anywhere chances are you're only going to see a sasquatch in the woods so yeah, i think this right. was a you know very heavy kind of city voters a lot of omaha voters as yeah. opposed to you know people maybe in rural missouri we have a lot of people uh uh some other big parts we have some listeners in florida texas. you know texas i bet i'm michigan. sure they michigan so yep. some of the more woodsy areas might have voted for squatch but this was a close one uh, the other thing you have to ask yourself what kind of beef would a ghost ever have with a sasquatch and right yeah. that i can't answer you <laughs> yeah what what possible disagreement could they have come across i want to see it though the ghost took his uh, Sask- his uh, Jack's Link beef jerky. That's what yeah. it is. That's what it was. <laughs> the ghost bought some beef jerky, and then the Sasquatch was like, I'm not having this. Well, somebody had a, a comment about Bigfoot wearing a proton pack. Yes! <laughs> and that was pretty funny. I know, and we talked about the original Ghostbusters cartoon yeah. and how there was a gorilla in there originally. I can just imagine a Sasquatch running around with one of those backpacks on. There you go. Try not to cross the streams with anybody. Any of our artist friends, please draw us a picture of Bigfoot with a proton pack <laughs> on his back. Ghostbuster Bigfoot? Challenge accepted. Yes. You know, but the, the thing about ghosts that you hear, and, and I know that we have camps divided on whether this happens or is physically possible, but with with ghosts, you know, some alleged attacks of ghosts scratching people, I don't think that would go over too well with Sasquatch because he's probably an itchy guy to begin with. Yeah, he's yeah. helping him out. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, get that spot, you know, yeah, right over my shoulder bit. blade. You know, that's a good one. Oh, thanks, thanks, he's ghost. He's got that good uh, layer of fur, too, to protect him. So. <laughs> right. That's right. But it also does kind of make you laugh, the, the thought of, uh, you know, a guy in a Bigfoot suit, you know, kind of like the the beef jerky commercials, you know, lunging at a ghost that's not there, tripping over a boulder, kind of, you know, physical comedy, kind of exactly. makes you think of Chris Farley or something like that, but poor Sasquatch. Ghost ghost possesses his hand and makes him punch himself in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he, he did his best. He, he, you know, ghost moves on. And we move on to the second match of oh. this final four. Oh, that's right. I wonder who it is. Two undefeated heavyweights square off in the second semifinal of Paranormal Power Slam 2019. The recent full moon has the werewolf's confidence sky high. Meanwhile, the Kraken is flexing its tentacles and is ready to rumble. Well, this next matchup, I'm not going to lie, it did not go the way I wanted. I was really hoping that werewolf would go on. I voted for werewolf too. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Um... So Werewolf lost this match yeah. to Kraken, 41% to 59%. So there we go. I mean, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. You know, the Kraken is like the size of a small island. You know, it's, it's a big creature. Uh, the Werewolf's all land-based. Like we said before, he's going to have to go where the Kraken is and, uh, yeah, do that. I have to admit, in my heart and soul, I wanted to vote Werewolf, but I think I ended up voting Kraken just off of sheer reality because my logic was what's a werewolf gonna do jump on tentacle by tentacle right. <laughs> exactly even if the kraken gives one sweep one time that that werewolf is trying to bite a, a tentacle the kraken's gonna win well you think about some of the old movies there's an abbott and costello meet what is it? frankenstein, frankenstein or yeah. something the there's werewolf, a werewolf in there. All, yeah 
and and also American Werewolf in London. Both of the the people who would transform into the werewolf were always kind of troubled guys. Yeah, and they always, you know, they they kind of had some personality conflicts, and it's like they didn't really want to be bad. They didn't want to be the werewolf. Exactly. But but they the moon would come out and they they would change. Yep. And so you know this is just kind of a basic Joe going up against a Kraken. So it was a, it was a confidence issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a werewolf got inside of his own head. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so, you know, what do you Why am I even do? here? <laughs> I don't deserve to be in the semifinals. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. So you have a moment of weakness where you doubt yourself and you lose. That's, what happens. That's yeah, what happens. That's what happens. If you take on the Kraken, do it with confidence. <laughs> you got to be confident. <laughs> That's what we're learning here. The Kraken. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, he did, he did go through the first round, you know, the first round of all this pretty, pretty powerfully i think if i remember right you know i just think that a lot of people were expecting to see bigfoot against werewolf in the final and and it would have been kind of fitting because they're probably the two most similar creatures in terms of big sharp claws hairy you know etc possibly but, with that with the exception of maybe a uh, the the abominable snowman or the yeti true. yeah yeah and bigfoot but no. yeah werewolf and bigfoot same wheelhouse. probably pretty similar yeah yeah it'd been a much more close match but yeah in this case uh the uh the werewolf did not dine on seafood that night. He did not. Seafood dined on him. <laughs> but then the other thing you have to factor in, okay, if a werewolf is a cousin of, you know, uh, canines, uh, maybe it wasn't a water-loving breed that this particular werewolf descended from. It That's wasn't. True. He's not cousin of a lab who would no. have jumped in the water yeah. and doggy paddled yeah. up to the kraken. No. <laughs> More, more of a poodle. Poodle, yeah. yeah. It's like, get me out of the bathtub, please. <laughs> I don't want to even fight this Kraken. Why do I have to fight the Kraken? Yeah, so, yeah, Kraken uh, does what he... It's in his name. He uh, did. He Krakened the werewolf right in half. <laughs> so. so that sets us up for the final match. Oh, boy. Here it's we go. It's going to be Ghost versus Kraken. Who saw that coming? I did not. <laughs> anyway, yep, Ghost versus Kraken. And then there were two. We've arrived at the championship match of Paranormal Power Slam 2019. There's only one question you need to ask yourself. Who would win in a fight between a ghost and the legendary Kraken? And here we are. The championship of the 2019 Paranormal Power Slam. Then there were two. Man. It came down to this. Ghost and Kraken. And what we had? Ghost 59%, Kraken 41%. The ghost Man. win. The ghost pulled through. <laughs> ghost doing what it does, ruining people's lives. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's almost fitting in a way. I it mean, is. again, you think paranormal, you think of a ghost. Yeah. Ghost took the whole enchilada. But I, I think it's kind of been the on-running joke all the way through. It has impeccable defense in that it's not there. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, you can't physically harm it. What are you going to yeah. do? I guess the only thing you could do is if the Kraken brought in an exorcist and tried to <laughs> get rid I'm of saying. the ghost in yeah. that way. Yep. Just brought in some, uh, I want to say time. It's not time. The uh, oh sage sage jeez yeah thank you parsley sage sage, sage the size of a palm to smudge just that whole area sage. he's just flapping sage around in his tentacles I'm thinking Simon and Garfunkel yes song, you know, parsley sage rosemary type that's a good but, stuffing recipe I, I think the kraken took the wrong approach because had yeah. the kraken filled the sea with holy water Ooh. he might have defeated the ghost holy oh, yeah. water like That'd you said waved around some site some sage yeah maybe you know had a shaman help him out. 
Yeah, come in and bless the sea before the ghost showed up. Yeah, but no, ghost wasn't having any of that. <laughs> so you how know? would the ghost have actually defeated the, the Kraken? Like, possessed its tentacles, uh, possessed its soul, sent it to the bottom of the deep blue sea. Gave him a headache? A really bad head? <laughs> He's got kind of a big head, He does he? have a big head. That's true. That's true. Scratch him. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that, you know what, he possessed him uh-huh. and just made him not eat. <laughs> just made him not eat for the next like six months. And it just slowly just starved him. him out. <laughs> Almost like a Komodo dragon who just scratches its victim and follows him around, exactly. watching him die. All- <laughs> he, he bites him and then just watches him slowly deteriorate. Just follows him around the whole time. <laughs> Maybe no. m- made him levitate over his seabed. You know. Oh, he dehydrated him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, served him up at Red Lobster for calamari days. Or go, maybe a ghost possessed a, a ghost pirate ship and crashed it into the Kraken. That'd be Ooh, yeah, a ghost ship. Yeah, ghost ship. He possessed the helmsman of a ship and <laughs> paled it. We're just spitballing so, now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, a weird matchup. It's a weird matchup, and it's a cool thing though too. Like you said, it's kind of telling though because it's kind of in our name. And yeah. and what's more paranormal than a ghost fighting a Kraken? The answer, <laughs> the answer good sir, is nothing. Oh man! But, but you know what, guys. We've had fun with this, and now we'll get back to business. We have an entire show still lined up for for everybody here. We do indeed. So uh, we're going to move along, say goodbye to the Power Slam 2019. Oh, what a ball it was. uh, It was fun. So, and we're together, finally getting some stuff laid down, and it feels good. Like you said, life gets you know life gets busy, but I don't like saying it gets in the way anymore because life is just life. It just is, you know. But we're making it happen. You know, burning the mid- midnight oil, as you always say. and We are. We got a good one here. A little bit of uh, Antarctic mysteries, a little bit of ghostly movies, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward it to be it. fun. I think that puts us up right now with uh, recent sightings, and that would be, I think, you, Andy, right? Yep, I'm up recent. to bat with this one. Ooh, here we go. All right, so for recent sightings in this episode, I'm pulling this from, uh, on Pinterest, uh, there's a uh, link to some good articles from Piqueen, Piqueen.com. Piqueen. Piqueen. Could be butchering that, but it, what, basically what it is is it's short uh, ghost stories. Mm. Um, it asks people to you know, write in the, the creepiest thing that they've experienced or the creepiest thing that has happened to somebody that you know. So the first one... And I'll just kind of read along with this. This one from my older sister. uh, She was changing her daughter's diaper when her daughter started singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. This was not uncommon as my sister sang that song with her all the time. And my sister started to sing along with her daughter. And when the daughter stopped singing and said, No, Mommy, uh, confused, she just continued changing the diaper. And then her daughter started singing again. My sister tried joining in again, and her daughter cut her off again and said, No, Mommy, I'm not singing with you. To which my sister asked, Well, then, who are you singing with? And the daughter's response was, The girl on the stairs. And it really freaked out my sister, and I think that was the only time that something like that has happened in our family. The girl on the stairs. Man, kids. (laughs) I swear. Just when you're having a normal tuck-in, things are wrapping up. All right. Good night. I want to say good night to the little boy in the corner, too. <laughs> ah. <laughs> then I jump off the window. <laughs> what does he look like? Oh, there's blood dripping from his knife. <laughs> oh. 
Well, good night. Good night. <laughs> Where is this boy? He's right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I would just nod slowly and be like, makes sense. Yeah. Figures. <laughs> I knew I'd go out this way. <laughs> All right. The next one. Quote. One morning, I wake up to see a person kneeling with my blanket that had fallen off during the night, and it was right in front of me. The figure was about four feet tall in its position, and it was about eye level with me while I laid in my bed. I immediately started smiling and laughing, knowing that somebody was pulling a stupid prank on me. My first thought is my boyfriend being funny, so my first reaction was to touch him, so I pressed my middle and index finger into the forehead, pushing him as far back as my arm could reach. His head and body went backwards and came back after a second. I do this again three or four times before coming out of my tired state and realizing this can't be my boyfriend because he's not living with me. I know that sounds stupid, but he's just always the first thing on my mind in the morning to check for text messages and such. It suddenly hits me that someone's under my blanket, and I quickly start to scramble backwards on my bed trying desperately to get away from whatever it is that's in front of me. Out of the corner of my eye, I see my older sister headed to her room. Her door is next to mine. Seeing my absolutely terrified face, she called out my name, and I quickly look at her while still trying to get away, only to turn back to a completely flat comforter on the floor. Mm. That's insane. I just got goosebumps all over my body, man. Like, what did the Having creature a pillow go? fight with a ghost. Pretty much. Yeah. I so mean, it was under the blanket. It was under the blanket. And so then <sighs> she looks back and the blanket's flat as if this, this thing just went right back into the floor or something. Mm. And she touched it. Ooh. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. Ha ha. You're under my blanket. Uh, that's the worst, like, the, uh, that in between. See, that, at that point, there's no amount of laundry detergent that's going to clean that <laughs> blanket. You, you're going to want to burn that in the yeah. next campfire. Yeah. Oh, I meant to tell you guys something. This kind of ties into this. Do you care if I share? Go ahead. Um, this happened recently, and I've been trying to kind of rec- like, kind of like deal with it. And I think sometimes when you do stuff like this, like what we do, you know, regularly record a show like this, maybe sometimes you kind of like reactivate something. I don't know. So I went to bed. This is maybe about two weeks ago. And I told you guys I've been keeping uh, kind of poor sleep habits right now. I got a lot of projects in the hopper, so it's been keeping me kind of busy. And uh, so my sleep has been kind of erratic. So that's kind of, I'm going to bed a little bit late. You know, my wife's dead asleep next to me she's gone she's asleep, and she's, she's asleep by like 7 30 she's yeah she's in bed by 7 30 <laughs> and so i lay down and within being in being in bed for like three minutes i'm still awake uh i'm 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 very conscious i'm like i'm like wide not wide awake but i'm not asleep and then i'm laying flat on my back under the covers and i feel within like i said about three minutes of me laying down my toes getting diddled uh, boodly 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 <laughs> like like <laughs> little thank you for not saying licked no <laughs> yeah no, no. no i don't know what kind of lifestyles ghosts are into <laughs> i don't know no but like played with like 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 this little piggy went to play, market oh dude seriously yeah yeah and i was like really put off and not like afraid but like like almost upset like i'm trying to go to sleep and this is bull. Of course, this is happening after I've talked about all this stuff. And so I decided to kind of lay there and to kind of see if it would stop. 
And eventually, I didn't play games like I did when I heard that tapping years mm-hmm. ago and right. let it go, let it persist for two weeks. I just voc- vocally said, just quit it, just stop. I'm done. I want to sleep. And it stopped. So I don't know. And this is where, like, you try to do that mental kind of like auditing where you're like, you know, when people start to fall asleep and weird things, like you get those, like, your body jerks and all that. Like, right. you, you know, um, you know, nerve synapses fire, but I swear to goodness, this felt independent. Cause you can tell, like if you have a muscle spasm, you can kind of tell that's happening from inside your body. You can feel the muscle spasm versus this didn't feel like it was happening inside my body. It felt like there was an outside force playing, playing with on my digits. (laughs) And so, uh, like for whatever purpose, any of that may or may, whatever, I was just like, I was not playing around. I was like, Nope, you're done. I'm going to bed. Good night. And so anyway, that sounded that's, similar. That's next level, dude. I don't yeah. know. Did this wake Shireen up? No, I didn't tell her. She was dead asleep, and I didn't like. I just okay. kind of said it audible enough that I. She sleeps with earplugs, by the way. Shireen does, because apparently I snore. So she. Uh, not she's, you, Eddie. She's st- no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, to say it's not so loud enough to wake the dead. I know, right? But so, do you sleep with your feet outside the covers anymore? No. I still go under the covers, but yeah, it was an interesting experience. And it happened once, maybe maybe twice total in the past, maybe like year. But when it happened, I was like, this is bull. I'm not playing around. <laughs> and I just said, well, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, you got to work the next day. What oh, are you yeah. going to do? Call in sick because you're sleep deprived. The boss says, what happened? Oh, ghost is playing with my toes at night. I can't come into work today. Exactly. He probably <laughs> believed me. But but I mean, I literally laid down and within minutes and like a couple of minutes had had a feeling of something playing across my toes. Yeah. So good times. Good Ooh. times. Welcome to the life of paranormal dads, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't. How could like? How is that a? By the way, I forgot to mention kind of story. That's insane, dude. It's funny <laughs> because I think we we switched back to normal so quickly. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you've shared with uh, this. This is not an ad for Andy's uh, psych, psychic readings, but hey, why not? While we're doing it, um, you've shared stories that would you know curl curl your hair. But it's so funny because it doesn't matter because tomorrow you still got to go to work. Right. The bills are still due, and it's like you want to get back to your normal as quickly as you can so for me it was i mean completely right hand up i mean legitimate experience and i felt it i mean it's totally there's no evidence there to show but i I completely had that happen but uh but on the same token my brain was like all right back to task at hand you know and you know we all know we're busy yeah sleep exactly i got i got stuff to do ghost leave me alone (laughs) well that's very relevant because it is a recent experience recent sighting yeah Yeah, within a few weeks yeah Okay, so here's the last article that I'll read before we move on to pop culture and the paranormal. Uh, A reader wrote in, or a a person submitted this story, rather, said, I went on a ghost tour uh, that was with some friends in Tombstone. Uh, They think they only call it a ghost tour because they do it after the sun goes down. After finishing it, we were joking around trying to scare one another. One of my friends said that he believes his grandfather's ghost watches over him. We all made fun of the notion since none of us believed in ghosts. We got back to, to the car, and after we got in, uh, it just wouldn't start for some reason. I took pictures with my digital camera all day and took one out the window uh, at this point. Uh, there was a ton of what I thought was dust in the picture. I took another one, and it was clear with no dust. Even stranger, the car started up again right afterwards. On our way home, we had to stop because of a, a car pile up. We were the second car behind the serious accident, so we called 911 and tried to help. 
what came to my mind was what my friend said about his grandfather watching over him and how the car uh, was not starting uh, and how that caused us to not be involved in the car accident. Yeah, I, I then mentioned it uh, in the picture and it took me, it, I, I mentioned the picture that I had taken as I started to think about maybe, maybe what all the orbs were about. All of my friends said that they were thinking of the same thing. I'm still a skeptic to this day, but I can't deny that it's one of the strangest and creepy experiences that I've ever had. Oh, wow. So orbs show up in the photo, their car stalls, it delays them just delays long them. enough to avoid the car accident. Wow. I tell you, that's that's something else too. So not not creepy necessarily. Maybe a, a grandpa's spirit, you know, throwing them a little bit of help from the other side, if you will. But yeah, paranormal potentially, nonetheless. I've, I've I've experienced those things too, where like something it seems to be no matter what you're trying to do to get out the door or get to where you want to get, something is happening to like delay you on some level. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not that every time, but oftentimes you'll be like, oh, there was a there's a pretty bad accident, like in the same area I was going to be. I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. So. Yeah. Yep. I've experienced things like that, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it happens. It's annoying when it happens because you're like, oh, man, why can't I just catch a break? But then in hindsight, you're glad yeah. that you yeah. uh, weren't at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, this little piggy on, on Eddie and a couple <laughs> ghost stories mixed in there. That's a good uh, good way to start off the, the episode with recent sightings. We'll go wee, wee, wee all the way to pop culture <laughs> paranormal. <laughs> and we're going to keep talking about ghosts oh, coming up next. ghosties. It's time for pop, culture, and the paranormal. So... Uh, I thought for this pop culture and the paranormal, it might be kind of fun. You know, we've we've talked about a lot of movies and we've talked about some some ghost movies and UFO movies and things. But um, I thought it might be fun now that we're getting into summertime. A lot of people watch movies out in their backyard yeah. or if they're going to a campground or something, they might screen movies. What are some of your guys' favorite ghost movies? You know, specifically ghost movies. Uh, the one that that comes to me, the probably the sc- one of the scariest movies I've seen um, that had to do with ghosts was Poltergeist. Oh, the original Poltergeist. yeah, classic. So scary. You know, I I saw that when I was still relatively young. I was probably an early teenager yeah. or sometime whenever that came out. But and didn't uh, that movie the uh, there was like a curse on that movie basically because a lot of the actors and directors and people involved with it had. A lot of mis. Am I thinking of the right one? You are. The Poltergeist set had a lot of weird stuff going yeah. on. Like a lot of people involved in it were in injured in injuries, deaths, killed. Just a lot of weird, bad misfortune from yeah. came from that movie for some yeah. reason. I want to say it was like eighty four, eighty five. That sounds about right. I'd I'd say even earlier than eighty. I'd say eighty four, eighty three, yeah. even. Yeah. Um, but um, Craig T. Nelson, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then. The little girl got stuck in the TV. Oh, God. The clown doll. <laughs> mm-hmm. That damnable clown doll. Oh, it scared me so bad. The thing bad that as a scared kid. me the most was when uh, I think it was the older daughter was in the swimming pool or, or near the swimming pool, and like all these ghosts start coming out of the, the swimming pool. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. A little bit. I, my brain, because I, I, saw these as, I saw these at an inappropriate age, uh, the HBO being the portal into all things not good for kids. <laughs> but uh, I, I confuse that scene with the scene from 
um, nightmare on Elm Street when the pool starts to boil yeah. when the kids are in it. So it's like <laughs> it's like the, the teenagers are in it. Oh. So I, I confuse those two scenes. I remember when the eggs were popping out of the uh, – that's a Ghostbusters scene. That's I'm Ghostbusters, sorry. right? No, but the dad had put something on the counter – yeah, and it started to it cook started, on the counter. Yeah, it started cooking on the counter. I seem to well. remember that as well. And then, and then that, and then obviously when all of the, all the skeletons start coming up out of the ground, yeah. <laughs> that movie did not let go, man. No. Um, for me, my 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 ghost sto- movies are always like combined with comedies, like go- Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is another you good know, one, or um, even uh, what's another one that was a scary comedy. Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. You know, that's a yeah. Nightmare on uh, what? What's on Elm? No, no. The Christmas. What was the oh, Christmas? Krampus. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, Nightmare Krampus. Before. That's a scary. That's a more newer one for yeah. me. But it is. That's kind of a. I enjoy that one in the holiday though. In a weird way. I don't <laughs> Krampus know. Krampus was kind of in the same category as Goonies. Goonies. Almost. Not Gremlins. not Goonies. I'm thinking Gremlins. Gremlins. Krampus yeah, and very... Gremlins both happen around Christmas time. I think for my money, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen was a little bit more recent. It had John Cusack in it, and it's uh, called 1408. Ooh. And it's about a skeptical journalist who uh, goes to a haunted hotel in New York City, I, mm-hmm. I believe it is, and stays the night. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson works there, <laughs> and he tries to convince him not to do it. And uh, at first, it's harmless things like his, his radio clock turning on by itself, and then you just you, you get taken on this... Uh, psychological roller coaster and time warps and just when he thinks he's out of the room it's in his imagination and he's back in the room and it's it's causing him to almost take his own life and it is absolutely and it has a twist ending as well yeah um, where you i'll just let you watch it but for my money you know i usually watch that once a year around halloween and i'm not that big on scary movies but it's it'll push you to your limits yeah and I'm kind of with you too. I don't do a lot of scary movies, yeah. um, but um, you're talking about twists at the end of the movie. Sixth Sense is another oh. one I'm oh, thinking. You know, man. I think we're we're beyond the point where it's spoiler alert. You we're know? safe. Oh, yeah. But but uh, that that was a really good movie. Bruce Willis. Um, what what's the Haley Joel Haley Joel Osmond. Um, that that was a really good flick, though. That was oh, something else. So the whole movie, Bruce Willis is a ghost, right? Right. Essentially, doesn't yeah. know he's a ghost. he doesn't, doesn't know, he's, know he's dead. Yeah. But it's one of those where like there's such a twist ending, and at the end when it clicks and you finally realize that, it makes you almost want to go watch the whole movie again. Yeah, yeah, and just to just see, to see you yeah. see it with a whole new set of eyes, and you're like, yeah, holy smokes, nobody interacts with him except for the child, right? Because nobody can see him. The kid, the, the 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 premise is the kid can see dead people, and and he's obviously kind of emotionally, kind of he's severely emotionally traumatized because of it because these ghosts can't seem to leave him alone. Yeah, because they know he can see them, and there's this scene I'll never forget. This scene it, is it under the blanket or under um, the tent. The blanket's a bad one because there's that girl that killed herself. Yeah, but the ghost. Uh, but this is the one where he's at the birthday party in the closet, and they shove in, him in the closet, in the and he can hear yeah. a voice talking. Oh, to dude, him. it literally just gave me goosebumps. Remember that? I remember it, and he it... just loses his mind. Get yep. me out of this closet! I forget what the voice tells him, but it's like it's, it's just like it's it's almost inaudible whispering. It's just like, and it's like oh, this poor kid, and oh man, that that movie definitely handled. That kind of thing. I mean, that's what kind of made uh, the director, um, M. Night Shyamalan. Was that really, one of his big? That was his first one, I was think. It? I mean, he yeah. had like he kind of peaked. 
Yeah. Way early. <laughs> I mean, he did that one, and what was right behind that one? Oh, it was uh, Unbreakable. My, my, or, oh, yeah, and The Village was also one of the oh, early on ones. so good. Which also has a... Well, he's known for the twists. He's known endings, for the twists. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. Well, you're talking scary movies. You got to mention The Shining too. Oh, mm. see, I still haven't seen that. Uh, you know what? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but yeah, it's funny. I haven't seen it all the way through. I've got a buddy of mine that that is really into this movie. He's been to the hotel. Yeah, I think it's in Colorado. It's, in, it's a Stanley Hotel. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen, been there once, but I've, I haven't. Yeah. I've seen the movie all the way through. But you know, funny thing is, I hadn't seen the movie when I was around 16 years old and visited there. Uh huh. And so I didn't. I didn't know the lore and the legend behind it. I also didn't know that the place was allegedly haunted in real right. life. I just remember being on vacation with my brother and our aunts and. We went in there for just, it wasn't even a ghost tour. It was just like a regular like afternoon tour of the hotel kind of thing. And I remember it gave me the willies. Mm-hmm. One of the public bathrooms there just kind of gave me the creeps. And, you know, came home, you know, years later, did a little research, found out, oh, yeah, it's haunted as all get out. And, yeah, it's a pretty decent movie, too. Uh, Is it in Fort Collins? Isn't that where it's at? Colorado? Oh, I couldn't tell you where I couldn't at tell you Colorado. where. Yeah. Might be near Estes Park, actually. I think it's where it's at. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. It's beautiful, but... Um, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> you know you, 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 the famous scene of the twins on the on right, the bikes the two, and the two hallway. Little girls. Yeah. Let's play. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's so, play hide and seek. You hide, <laughs> and I won't seek. What about you guys? Got any others that you can think oh, of? Oh goodness, are... what was? I had a weird thing about getting scared on movies that weren't necessarily meant to be scary. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Like it wasn't even like designed to be like overly scary. Maybe it had a like there was the never ending story, and there was that Dude. scene. <laughs> that, it's creepy in parts. You for know what sure. I'm which about. which one? The They're... one where that wolf is staring at him from the dark, uh-huh. and his eye. You see it now because yeah. you're just an adult, but as a kid, there's that. Well, his name is Gamok. I yeah. think. Or Gamork, or something like that. And this wolf thing, he's basically a giant wolf, but it can talk. And just the fact that it can talk, and it's like, it's working in cahoots with the nothing, and it's staring at him from the dark, and you can only see like the eyes and a little bit. And then you see also this mural where like, him being attacked was pro- was prophesized like this was supposed to happen mm-hmm. as a kid i'm sitting there like these themes were way too heavy for me yeah. and i was just like ah <laughs> andy's face is telling me he knows what i'm talking about that movie's out on netflix now netflix or uh amazon prime yeah just never recently. ending story never ending story. worth a watch if you've never seen it or if you want to go down memory lane it's a classic i i, I kind of have this feeling or this intuition that maybe in the coming years they'll do a remake of that we gotta um but even aside from that scene with the wolf man there's there's the giant the giant rock guy who the eats rock rocks. biter there's the bat guy who hangs upside down. They from all kind of creeped you out, didn't they? In those giant, like fifty foot tall statues that shoot laser beams yes, out of their eyes. Yes, the oracle. The oracles. Yeah. I mean, it was a kids' movie, and that's it's pretty intense for kids. It is. I it's mean, intense. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not ready, there was a scary movie I saw that featured the actor who was in the TV show in the '80s called uh, "The Greatest American Hero," mm-hmm. but it's a movie called uh, it's called House. Or the house. I want to say it's just called house. And this guy, it, the the premise is pretty simple. This guy buys a house. It's like a it's a deal because it's like a mansion that's like not well kept. So the idea is he's got a fixer upper on his hands. Go flip it. And he's gonna yeah. <laughs> and it's it is like crushingly haunted. Uh-huh. But the point of it is is like it's kind of like a scary comedy where like some of the, the situations he finds himself in. Picture like a Money Pit. 
but the house is also haunted, haunted. on top of uh-huh. it. That was kind of the premise of it. Um, and I remember there was a scene where he gets visited. It almost sounds like this 1408 movie where he gets visited by a guy who he used to know, but the guy is like a army guy. Like he's like a zombie looking dude. And he shoves a grenade inside the zombie blows him to pieces, but his, his body is still able to talk cause it's a ghost. And it's just like the whole movie is bonkers and weird. But as a kid, I just wasn't mentally ready for it. So it was just, it was, yeah, too much. Too much for the 80s. The 80s kids had it rough, man. We, <laughs> no wonder we are the way we are. Exactly. The, you know, parents are kind of like, ah, he's watching something scary and inappropriate. <laughs> we're much more cognizant of that now. Or they were just in denial. Oh, they're in the next room watching Care Bears, not knowing we were watching Tales from the Crypt. Oh, that Cinemax. Was too. Yeah. Well, well, then you got ghosts, too. You got to mention Patrick Swayze. That's a De- romantic, De- Demi romantic Moore. That's a, yeah. on it. And but, sad. But there were parts of that that were really creepy. Oh, that when the, the demons come the and shadow drag him down. Literally the, drag him through yeah, the streets. That's, that yeah. was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that he, stayed with me for a while. He, he, today, the, those effects are a little bit cheesy. They didn't quite stand the test of time, but still, it's it's pretty cool and that was his buddy right like his buddy organized originally his, he was his buddy and then you come to find out the guy didn't his, he kill him or, or he was yeah. responsible yeah. for his death yes he was responsible for his death because he wanted to basically have his life like he wanted to like take his girlfriend away and yeah and i, I don't know if i i can't remember did he paid that other guy off yeah, who actually so. killed him so both of them get dragged down and yeah in hell. And you got Whoopi Goldberg, who's basically the Andy Myers of the, of the movie, <laughs> who gets possessed by... Well, it's, and I've seen it in recent years, I think, and doesn't, at the beginning of the movie, she seems like a, a kook, like a yeah. scam artist, but then as it goes on, it turns out she actually did have this ability to communicate. Right, and, right. But, but I think it wore her down over time. Yeah, That's kind of what down. it was. <gasps> yeah. Now that we're talking, I remember this. There was a movie called The Frighteners. With uh, with uh, Alex uh, with Alex P. Keaton with Michael J. Fox, <laughs> there you go. Uh, with Michael J. Fox, where he basically was like a con artist who was a psychic medium, and he had he was able to talk to ghosts and see them fine. But he basically worked out a deal with these two ghosts, where he would I forget what he gave them in return. He was able to give them something that they wanted, but. He, they had a deal where if he gave them what they wanted, they would basically go and haunt a house, and he would go and cleanse it for a fee. Okay. And oh. so it was like Ghostbusters, uh, but they were working in cahoots. Had a little racket going, huh? Oh, it was a whole. It was, and and then, but it turns out there's an actual like demon that's taking over this town, and then he has to come in and help save the day with his two ghost buddies. It's, it's Pe- a pretty Peter Jackson directed that. Peter Jackson directed, yeah, yeah. the Lord of the Rings. Yep. If you've not seen The Frighteners, Andy, you should I might check that out. add that because yeah. it's a fun one. There's so many to choose from. I mean, we're talking database of hundreds and hundreds of scary movies. Yeah, Maybe we'll so have to revisit this actually around Halloween, do a part two. Oh, sure. yeah. 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 They're doing a lot of remakes now, too. Yeah. Not that I'd ever watch this ever, 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 <laughs> ever. <laughs> but Child's Play is being uh, remade uh, as well. Never. Mm. <laughs> I would use and you know it's going to be yeah. even scarier than the yeah. Old you ones. can't get me in the theater. Like yeah. I, I can come up with a million things I'd rather do. Than there watch has to that be movie. something pretty compelling for me to sit down and watch a horror movie alone, yeah. especially. Yeah, like I got to be just, with her. Like I, if, do, I don't do horror that that well. It's not my jam. No, not 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 a hundred percent. I've taken a chance here and there, and for the most part, I've been disappointed. <laughs> Except <laughs> for I did see it, and there's a lot 
going on with that movie, but at the end of the day, I said it was kind of like a more, a slightly more intense Stranger Things, which mm-hmm. I know that's what Stranger Things was going for. Right. But uh, but it, it, I enjoyed it for the most part. Well, that was a good one there for uh, for pop culture. Thanks, Pat. All right. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> All right. We got the recent sightings. We got the popping paranormal. It's all tucked away. It's in bed sleeping like we should be right now. You're enjoying this, aren't you, Eddie? <laughs> I do. I You're love setting it. the scene. <laughs> I got to set the stage. <laughs> Gather around, kids. Get your hot chocolate, your blankets. Here we go on the main mystery. We're going to need hot chocolate because it's a cold one, right? It's going to be chilly. Pack your, talk about your toes getting messed with. They're going to get broken off. It's so cold. <laughs> We're going to be traveling to the great white north, even further north, not, not Alaska. We're going to Antarctica. Take off, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, hoser. Uh, Antarctica. So we touched on this briefly with our discussion of the hollow earth theory and getting into all these different caves and caverns and cave systems. With this, And then kind of the cherry on top was the story by Admiral Byrd mm-hmm. with his experience in Antarctica. But now this drives home that Antarctica in and of itself is a crazy Place and it's a place that we know so little about. Um, legally, there is no way for us to actually go there. We can't just buy a plane ticket. We can't book a flight and no. just go to Antarctica. No. There is a, a a UN treaty that you are not allowed to even be there, which is already strange. So if we're Elon Musk, we can't even get in our own private jet and. I mean, theoretically, no. I mean, we all know money makes things happen, so who knows? But, but like, like you couldn't just say we're going to go to the Antarctica because we want to go check it out. Like, you just can't do it. It's against the law. If you're found, you will be instantly arrested. You have to be there on a scientific expedition and has you've gone through all the proper protocols to be able to even get there. Um, (laughs) Now. Yeah. What if you just want a snow cone? Yeah, just here for the snow cones, man. I swear. <laughs> exactly. You're just like you're out for the sickest, purest of snow. <laughs> like your grape and your cherry flavorings. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what it tastes like with Arctic snow, Antarctic snow. It's like and, a little snow cone stand down there. Mr. Norwal's there. <laughs> hey, Pat, I made you a new hey, snow cone. Here's a new snow cone. Hope you like it. I always picture the Snoopy snow cone maker. Whenever we oh, talk yeah. about that, that was a great all it toy. was was a thing that ground down ice. That's <laughs> yeah. all it was. As a kid, I wanted one so bad, though. My cousins had one. I never had one. But never? No. Oh, the commercials made it look so cool. Oh, yeah. And they dumped the colored water on it. You're like, ooh, oh, it tastes so good. Yeah. That'd be the thing. Make a Snoopy snow cone and then eat it in the in Antarctica. <laughs> Next level. <laughs> you unlock the Matrix right there. That's what you have to do. The Matrix unlocks. Um, so Antarctica, already there's a problem. Like, to, to me, that points out, like, what? That's weird. Like, there's already hostile areas in the world that's not illegal to go to. Like we, we could fly to the Mojave Desert, you know. We could go to, you know, some weird place in the middle of the Rockies and no one would be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like you could. Here you can't, legally speaking. So there's already a blanket of secrecy on this thing, uh, but we're gonna dive right into this. Antarctica has had a, a a weird history where even in ancient maps there are. Uh, depictions of a continent that is uh, basically Antarctica. This is all pre-Ice um, Age, where the ocean levels were much higher, and Antarctica was less of a thing. But the, the idea being that at one point in time it was green and inhabitable, um, 
and uh, yeah, so there's there's ancient maps that depict land masses around this area that have civilizations and all sorts of things. And this is kind of where this this story takes off. So before we get into some of the ancient stuff, we'll, we'll bring you up to today. Right here, right now, scientists are currently observing, and this is not even a disputed thing. It's an, a, a measurable fact. Cosmic rays, which we believed to be coming one direction, literally from space into Earth. We, we Earth receives cosmic rays. Uh, that's a well-documented fact. We absorb a certain amount of all that cosmic radiation, and most of it gets deflected off from our atmosphere and, and other types of things, like position of planets. Like We're protected from gamma rays because of Jupiter, essentially. But some cosmic rays do reach Earth. For some reason that nobody can explain, even to this day, right now, recently, cosmic rays have been observed to be emitting, leaving the Earth from Antarctica. Hmm. Nobody knows why. No explanation. Well, because there's the mothership, you know, 20 exactly. feet below <laughs> exactly. the snow, and it's, it's, you know, sending a signal back to Alpha Centauri's, you know, saying, hey, here we are. Exactly. Admiral Byrd saw it. <laughs> Admiral Byrd said it first. So right here, right now, 2019, there's cosmic rays emanating from the continent of Antarctica. And we're getting into some interesting things where there have been military reports, people who used to be involved. So right here, uh, right now, there's a, a station in Antarctica called McMurdo Station. You guys might have heard of this. It is a science facility and I put science in air quotes <laughs> because military presence is basically forbidden. Like there's no one's allowed to set up a military base. Once again, this whole like, you know, um, uh, treaties brand, and yeah, treaties and, and, and agreements that like you cannot set up a military base in these places. <laughs> but so they go grab Joe Rablat. Yeah, Joe. Lab rat. Lab rat, thank you. Yes. And and put him in there, and now all of a sudden it's a scientific yeah. endeavor rather than a military one. Get the right? nerds. Call it a science place. Put some Star Wars posters on the walls. He's looking at all the camo and all the guns, and yeah. he's like, Ew. oh, dear. <laughs> so McMurdo is capable of supporting 1,258 people. It's basically a small city. Wow. And it's an interesting station. It's built as a weather and science facility uh, that the United States is involved with, although technically that's New Zealand. It's in the New Zealand jurisdiction of, of like, whether it's a time thing or how things work out law-wise. I don't, this is where I'm a little bit hazy. Mm -hmm. But it is a U.S.-funded, supported science facility in the middle, not the middle, it's on the coast of the uh, Arctic continent, a Antarctic continent. But it is uh, very interesting. It's kind of, there's not a lot that you know about this place. But there's a, a person, uh, and I don't have his name handy, but he is a retired Navy pilot, recently spoke to some reporters about his experiences while being stationed on McMurdo. So right out of the gate, you have a Navy, per a military person who's stationed on this mm -hmm. base, but it's not a military base. So it's, it's already getting a little funky. It's where the Avengers live. It's where the, it's basically, <laughs> yeah, the Avengers stronghold. But this Navy pilot spoke of, um, they were basically doing a routine flying mission around, the, uh, around Antarctica, and one of their spotters, essentially in the plane, noticed a shiny object off to the side, and you can kind of see where I'm going with this. They found a quarter? They found a quarter on the ground. Uh, heads up, good luck. They were excited. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's no, late. No, it's late. <laughs> my brain's just, my frontal lobe's just gone. It's gone, man. I can't um, 
Um, no, uh, it was a, no, it was not a quarter. Uh, it was a flying uh, some sort of a UFO. Uh, several of them actually. There's about four or five of them uh, flying just below the ship, tracking with them and doing erratic movements the whole nine yards. And then once again, they're like, "Why are there UFOs here in the in Antarctica?" Um, also, there was one point where they had noticed there was a massive opening in the ice. And he had said this was uh, interesting because it wasn't just like, like a cave. It was like an actual like a, like a crater with a giant hole in the middle of it. And he said you could see right down into it like, a, like a, just a giant cavity. Mm-hmm. And um, they had flown around it, had documented what they saw. And then similarly, a few weeks later, they, they were flying someone who had received some pretty pretty traumatic injuries and they were flying them to this base and were told and the the path they were taking took them over this this uh, this feature and they were instructed specifically there was a different flight path that they were told to take that put them away from that feature and they were like this guy's pretty critical we got to get there this is the, and they're like nope divert and so they did, and the person ended up dying oh my gosh. from their injuries. So, like, this person's life was less valuable than them flying back over the same area. Um, I did get this story from the most recent episode, actually the first episode of Ancient Aliens uh, Season 12. So if you want to find <laughs> out some more specifics, watch that episode. But also, this ties in right. And they, we actually did a deeper dive on Admiral Byrd than they did on this episode. They kind of referenced Admiral Byrd and some of the things he saw. Like, he had seen some flying saucers. But uh, this ties right back to our Hollow Earth episode where uh, Admiral Byrd had said, you know, an impeccable military career. And this guy has, you know, hands-on experience with not only seeing craft, but being pulled into what he described as a break-off civilization under the ice. Um, And the under the ice part, a massive gravitational anomaly has been observed under the ice of Antarctica. Nobody knows what it is. Um, A lot of people uh, believe it to be a sizable structure of some type. And the current uh, belief is that it is more than likely an underground pyramid. Oh, (laughs) So yeah. you're pulling I'm in picturing e- Dr. Doofenshmirtz down there with a Ex- huge magnet. Exactly. <laughs> in the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah. Need some ferb or I don't know. You got possible UFO activity. You got a, a mysterious location. Now we're pulling in pyramids. Yeah. We got like the, the holy grail here of <laughs> mysteries. Ant- Antarctica is such a unique place. And we know so little about it. Um, there's ancient maps that show things going on near or around it as far as civilizations go like actual cities and there's the thought that there would have been maybe you know one of the people that was interviewed on this show had theorized that this could be where at the time the civilizations known as Atlantis and Lemuria and some of these advanced even even Egypt, um, certain certain like um, guilds in Egypt would have been like, we need to move. There's a war, poli- you know, political instability. Uh, the climate is changing, and so these people would have broken off into these basically hard to get to places. And even as the ice starts to form, they have enough advanced technology to be able like, hey, we're gonna go underground. Or even leave the planet. Who knows? I mean, but this is where it gets 
it gets very heady very fast yeah. when you start digging into Antarctica and some of the theories behind it. But there is definitely like a measurable gravitational anomaly. They're like gravity gets weird around Antarctica, and they think it's some it's due to the presence of a massive object. That's what they're. Initial, hmm. yeah, and whether it's a craft or it's a building, the the conventional thought is it's a, it's a structure of some kind. Well, it's interesting though because a lot of uh, sightings of UFO, you know, aircraft, they they do, they do cause electronical malfunctions mm-hmm. and gravitational anomalies, which is maybe how they account for almost like blinking in in and out of our reality. Yeah, you know, they're cre- creating potentially wormholes to travel through space and time. Um, but if you if you did want to hide something whether it's a building or a craft or, or advanced technology, why not Antarctica? It's huge. It's inaccessible. It's virtually uninhabited. Uh, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, how, how big is it? It's a huge. I want to say, and yeah, I, I may be massive. mistaken, but I think it's the size of Australia. And yeah. I didn't realize how big Australia was, but Australia is as big as the United States. Yeah, from so coast to coast. Huge. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like not, not north-south, but east-west. It touches both coasts. Mm-hmm. And so it's equal. To, it's similar to that size, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's one of the driest places on Earth, I think, as well. There's no precipitation. No, no, it's so. all ocean ice, right? Yeah. It's, and one of the things that they pointed out too is that there is an extensive network right now, an extensive network of Antarctic ice caves, caverns, and they're like, once you get beneath the ice, due to like thermal activity, it's actually not that cold. So it's kind of like when your freezer door is open a little bit mm-hmm. and like you get the you get the icicles that form and all that. It, yeah. It's it's cold, but it's not uninhabitable. It's well, like you're dealing with like, you know, 40s and 50s. And same as like, like an igloo. I mean, exactly. it's, it's made of ice, but inside the igloo, it traps heat. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess if it's like kind of geothermal, it would have heat coming up from underneath from the yeah. core of the earth, yeah. too. So and there's uh, research has indicated that these caves are extensive to the point where you could go for quite a clip and never have to come up from the surface or come up to the surface. I think, uh, was it Toronto or Montreal has something similar? It gets so big. I'm trying to think what city is, but it gets so frigid that they have underground tunnels that connect various buildings and malls and airports and everything. You can virtually live under, underneath the ground and never come up for weeks and you'd be fine. You could shop, you could, you could buy things. You could go to the store. You could go to work, and, yeah. and you never have to step outside. See, yeah. we're, we're already doing it. <laughs> but I mean, in this... some ways, Vegas is like that. You know, between the casinos, you can you can travel from from one casino to the other and never have to step out in 114 degree heat. You know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically, Antarctica is a giant Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what if that gravitational anomaly was a big, like, just a giant casino? Big Elvis impersonator. Ooh. It's a big roulette wheel spinning around. <laughs> it's a big roulette wheel. But, yeah, it's, you know, this is one of those ones that, I, and I said this about Antarctica and Hollow Earth, it, it seems to almost kind of pull all of, a lot of these paranormal ideas together. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. And I think there's a lot of... Once you start digging into Antarctica, there's a lot that kind of starts to show. Yeah, it's like a patchwork quilt of paranormal. <laughs> I mean, you, you got multiple genres coming together there. Yeah. And uh, because it's a place that we can't thoroughly explore, like you said, we literally can't go there even if we wanted to. I think it just furthers the mystery because it's not like you can go there and get some answers. Yeah. I just don't know why they would even take it to that level. I mean, you can't go there without getting in trouble. Um, fun historical fact. uh <laughs> 
um, infamous and dastardly uh, villain till the end of time, uh, Hitler was uh, apparently had a had a connection with some sort of like psychics that led him, told him that there was not only was there technology to be found in Antarctica, mm-hmm. but that there was also an advanced civilization that had lived there. And that if he had, would go there, then they would be able to find the secrets of all that. And he was really su- super big into that occult stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so there was a legitimate Nazi expedition into the Antarctic uh, yep. area, which is where the whole Admiral Byrd thing comes in and the military conflict that happened up in there. And there was legitimate wars, not wars, battles that happened up in the Antarctic. But uh, it's a crazy ride when you start reading up on this place. <laughs> I encourage anybody to do it, and I would love to do a break-off. Like, So how many, did that, that facility that you mentioned, it can house 1,200 people 1,200 there? Over 1,200 people. So it probably has... You know, pool tables and internet, oh. and it probably has, you know... Yes. Uh, all, all racket. It probably have Wi-Fi there, you know. Probably better Wi-Fi than here. Password, Starbucks. password, burr, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> password snuggies. <laughs> I mean, and if I'm right, it's always daylight there, right? There's uh, never... They're always getting the sun, aren't they? Well, it would have to be, right? Because you get up even into parts of Norway and, and, you know, Alaska, Arctic Circle, and, yeah, the sun never quite dips below during certain seasons. So maybe it is always daytime. A friend of mine was in Iceland recently and took a picture of it. It was 11 o'clock at night, and it looked like it was, like, noon. Yeah. Yeah. The sun was right. I mean, he was like, yeah, in this part of the world, the sun doesn't ever fully go down. Yeah, I've been to Alaska before. Uh, for my money, one of the b- most beautiful places you could ever see. But we happened to be there during the time where the sun would dip low into the horizon, but never quite set. And some of the locals, you know, tour guides and such, they said, yeah, I can really mess with you because it makes you energized late into the night. And they'll be playing Frisbee and they'll check their watch and it's like midnight. And they're like, oh, maybe we maybe we should actually go to bed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, it's crazy. It's crazy how like that reminds us that we're such a rhythmic animal. Oh, yeah. like, we we need the day night cycle, which I'm getting to now. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so late. <laughs> it's so late. But but I mean, Antarctica is like like not it's it's not the last great mystery, but it's certainly like one of the like the most unexplored, like, mysterious yeah. places. There's a whole you can go crazy on YouTube. Period, <laughs> but you can go crazy on YouTube looking at these uh, these um, um, Google Earth videos that people will compile, and there's some interesting. You'd figure they would have done a better job scrubbing these images out, but there are some weird-looking structures on in Antarctica for a place that's supposed to either a not have anything really happening in it, other than a one one or two. I think in total there's like there's a lot of abandoned bases there, but if you counted them all, I think there's like 12 to 15 total abandoned or slightly functional bases per se but there's no cities and like ports and none of that there's none of that there if it's so there's some definitely some weird structures so you can kind of go nutty looking on some youtube videos and you have to be a little nutty if you're listening to this podcast so we're sure it's right up your alley (laughs) right (laughs) nutty in a good way oh my god i always say normal people are boring though so right don't be boring (laughs) Google Bigfoot and Antarctica at the same time. <laughs> Something will come up. See Something, absolutely. That's one of the things I've really gotten into lately. Are You're talking about a, abandoned buildings and things. You know, you were talking about Pinterest earlier. You go on to Pinterest and there's all kinds of people who uh, post pictures of abandoned amusement parks or oh. buildings or mm. just all these weird places that they took these pictures of. It just looks like people have just 
picked up and walked away and yeah. left everything there. And uh, there, there's even a, a new TV show now. now. I don't know how new it is, but something I just recently discovered. But it's like an abandoned places kind of a thing where they talk about what is this place? Why is it here? And they explain the whole story. That's amazing. But that's, uh, that's one of I, uh, something makes my skin crawl as abandoned places. Yeah. You know, just something, especially an amusement park. Yeah. 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 I mean, almost has that Chernobyl feel to it. Right. Where, like everything was just left and like, why? You know, <laughs> it used to be this place where people enjoyed themselves and had all kinds of fun. It's used to be bright and cheery and now it's just rusted and dilapidated. It's and, the opposite. Uh, creepy looking. There's that place in California, right? Salton Sea. It was supposed to be like this, like community, yep. big, like little small town, like completely. It was and pretty big too. They had cul-de-sacs built. They had all the roads built, and then what? They just ran out of funds, and it never. They never did anything, and they, it was a man-made, like not ocean, but a man-made giant lake. They did, mm-hmm. and something happened where the water went like bad or something uh-huh. like that and like poison like right now it's like a acid lake or whatever it's, <laughs> nice. it's, it's, it's gone the wrong way <laughs> we went too far you got a fish with eight eyes on one side of its face oh you know? man yeah salt and sea is one of those places yeah that's an interesting abandoned places maybe that could be a main mystery coming up here in the Ooh, yeah, I like that this is no, it's monsters myths and mysteries this is so, definitely uh, a mystery this would be a mystery well, we, that's, should, we should do an abandoned places road trip sometime <laughs> heck yeah man get a little scooby doo mystery machine van yes the paranormal wagon it. the cryptid bus the cryptid bus that's what it was called <laughs> that green dilapidated junky thing we found on our sasquatch heck yeah man expedition yeah well, that was a that was a good one thanks Eddie. buddy a yeah cold one it's chilly chilly but warm with good friends that's right that's right <laughs> and we're turning into a pumpkin right now i think so Dude, yeah it's are. it's late yeah. as far as we go we're dads you we're, know dad's yeah. first paranormal enthusiast second we got well, I don't know about you guys. Your kids are driving themselves now, but I got to take my kid to summer camp in the morning, and uh, I think it's time for us to have paranormal dreams. So, sweet, paranormal. sweet dreams, everyone. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and also thank you to our friends at freesounds.org who provided many of the wacky sound effects you heard on this episode. Check us out on Instagram. Do you say Instagram too? Did I say Instagram? I don't, know if, I don't know if you did. I think I did. Oh, well, well <laughs> double Instagram. It's late, man. And, it's and late. also, uh, I had mentioned before, but if you want a t-shirt, just let us know. Message us on Facebook. We'll hit you with the price and all that fun stuff. Good night, boys. Good night. Good night, Ned. From that yeah. show. Good night, good night, Paul. Good night, Mom. Oh, good yeah. night, John Boy. Mary Ellen. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. The Waltons. Yeah, the Waltons. The Waltons. Oh, John Boy. Yeah, the three amigos. He's like, good night, Dusty. Good night. Was well, Dusty Bottoms, Ned Needlander, and Lucky Day. He's like, good night, Lucky. Good night, Dusty. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. <laughs> and then the turtle, the turtle looks at him. Good night, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So I kick it off too, yeah, right? Yeah. You can kick it off.
That's going to chew away from the mic. Chew away. Swallow <laughs> swallow your Reese's Pieces like it's a Tylenol pill. <laughs> like it's medicine. I enjoyed those. <laughs> I'm not even eating for enjoyment anymore. What's happening? I'm All right, swallowing. <laughs> swallowing M&M Reese's Pieces <laughs> like <laughs> pills. Down the hatch. <laughs> oh, Lord. A lot of outtake there. Okay. E.T. phone home. Okay. What the heck is going on? <laughs> He's knocking around those things. Zico oh, the dog yeah. is having dinner. <laughs> He's pushing around a bone. <laughs> Poor a Zico. rawhide thing. Right, I gotta break and feed my dog. Zico's hungry. Dog food break. He was literally pushing it around, wasn't he? He was like, he hey, was. My... hey, this is empty. Come on. <laughs> Quit holding out on me here. That's funny. Is there any more passive-aggressive move from a dog? <laughs> just, just to knock their food bowl around.